Welcome to a special edition of Spectrum. Spectrum features conversations with an eclectic group of people. Some are famous and some are not, but the common thread is that they all have captivating stories. Today, our special correspondent, Emily Vota, talks with Robert Siegel, who just retired from National Public Radio after 40 years of service and three decades as one of the hosts on the afternoon All Things Considered. We talk about his career and over four decades of broadcasting. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Fine, thank you. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I was really curious right off the bat, uh, at what point in your career did people start recognizing you by your voice just out in public? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a good question. I I, I don't know, really. I think sometime uh, 10, 15 years into doing this, it became not uncommon uh, for heads to turn in the restaurant and for uh, the it's it's unfair to 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 say that the uh, the waiters recognized me because they might have also seen the 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 credit card when 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 they did that but i don't know sometime for the past 20 years i I guess i've been more accustomed to being recognized nothing like my friends who are on television you you walk down the street and you know there's a there's a the waves part as people see them go by absolutely i was curious because in um researching you. I've heard you on the radio my whole life, but I realized I don't know what he looks like. So that was interesting. (laughs) I've been telling uh, station uh, groups for years when I speak to uh, listeners that it's a great opportunity to get to see the people in the audience. And I always tell them that they don't look anything like what I thought they would look like. (laughs) And um, so along with, with me, Retiring. That joke will now retire in, in early January, too. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, I because your voice is like an American culture icon in some ways, and, and you've made so many cool pop culture cameos throughout your career, I was curious if you had a favorite. Of my pop cameo f- uh, uh, features? My, or, my, yeah, uh, like pop culture uh, cameos like on yeah, The Simpsons my. and even BoJack Horseman. And, yeah. Right, right. I didn't know what BoJack Horseman was until they asked the audience me to do that, so I can't honestly say that that was a high point. But I, I, th- I think being an entire reading an entire uh, category on uh, on Jeopardy uh, was probably Absolutely. the uh, that I regard that as my canonization in the pop culture. That I'm I'm there. Uh, I'm I'm certified as a <laughs> as, uh, some it's kind of third third tier yeah. celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I was curious. Why do you think radio is, um, frankly, still around? I mean, I I know that when you started your career, even there were probably um, some of the major news networks were no longer doing much radio, and yeah, yeah. I think you understated. Radio is officially dead at the time uh, <laughs> that, that I that I was getting into it, and um, and then it died again uh, uh, with uh, uh, at the hands of digital competition in, in the 21st century. And yet it's still there. It's still there. And, um, and you ask a very good question. Why is that? Uh, on the one hand, I think there really is a value to audio uh, communication uh, that uh, is special. Uh, we used to say, and I think it goes back to the BBC decades and decades ago, that uh, the pictures are better on radio. Uh, you, you said you don't know what I, you know, what I look like. Well, 
that means you're free to imagine whatever I look like uh, to you. When we produce a story that has evocative sounds of a particular scene, uh, we don't impose a literal image on you, but we let your mind roam and, and fill in the blanks. And I think that's an attractive way. Uh, uh, an old friend uh, whom I hired eons ago, Koki Roberts, at one time was dividing her time between television and radio and used to say when she went out and met people in the audience that she said they know who I am from television and they know what I say from radio. Uh, that listening to radio is a little closer to reading and uh, absorbing the content of what, of what one is saying. So it's a very, I think it's a very uh, durable medium and has uh, survived a couple of deaths. Absolutely. And I, and I, I mean, what, what do you think in general about uh, podcasting? That does seem to be the, the way for uh, people to kind of be uh, broadcast journalists, no matter what degree of uh, technology they have at their fingertips. I mean, anybody can be a podcaster, is, is, what, is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, it's, it's interesting. And I think there have been some, some dramatic successes. But uh, I suppose to me, part of the appeal of radio uh, remains uh, that it's easy. Uh, that it's there. It's 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 built uh, when it's programmed for people's habitual uh, lives, which include waking up in the morning and uh, perhaps driving to work or or coming home from work. Uh, when when radio is built around that, we may not have on radio the opportunity to make sure that you hear the beginning of all things considered every day, but we know it's going to be there, and we know that uh, if you listen for twenty minutes you're almost certainly going to hear a, a summary of the news so you'll know what's going on. And so uh, to me, I mean, in my own habits, I haven't become engaged with podcasting and not out of any great decision, but just because it's not easy. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not convenient to me. Uh, I, I, I like the ease of uh, turning on the radio and hearing either us or hearing music. For sure. Absolutely. I, when you were a... Uh I mean, this this is back when you were a student in uh, 1968, covering riots at Columbia. If you could go back and speak to that that young person who was just first starting to do radio, what wow, were some yeah. of the things you'd say to him? Uh, I <laughs> it's, it's a, that's a good question. I would I, I guess I would say uh, uh, enjoy this, uh, suck this in because. This is what you're really going to want to do for the rest of your life. Uh, all, the, all the ambitions you had before were uh, imposed on you by uh, parents and teachers. But this thing, this odd thing of reporting on the radio and telling people about a great uh, upheaval and a time of uh, great chaos and disorder and trying to provide some clarity during it, this is the real stuff. Uh, th this is what... Uh, this is what you're going to do, and and don't feel that you have to sound like an authoritative grown-up to do it. Don't don't think that you have to uh, age your sound to do it. Uh, you'll be old enough. Uh, you'll be old <laughs> soon enough. You don't have to rush it, and uh, relax about how you talk to people on the air. That would be my advice. Today, Emily Vota has been talking with Robert Siegel from NPR, who just retired after spending 30 years hosting All Things Considered. Spectrum is produced by WOUB Public Media. Adam Rich is our co-producer. I'm your host, Tom Hudson. Please subscribe to Spectrum. You can do that at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or at NPR One. 
and we welcome your feedback. So please rate our podcast or review it through Apple Podcasts. If you have questions or comments about any of our podcasts, please direct them to me by email at Hodson, H-O-D-S-O-N, at Ohio.edu.